Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is October 26th, and we are here in our Bible reading plan about to finish another book of the Bible. Today we'll be finishing up 1 Timothy, so follow along if you can. I'll be reading out of the New International Version. Otherwise, let me read this over you, and in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Here we go, starting in 1 Timothy chapter 4. The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. 1 Timothy chapter 5 Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children and grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives. Give the people these instructions so that no one may be open to blame. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, 
helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list, for when their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves, because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. So I counsel younger women to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. Some have, in fact, already turned away to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has widows in her care, she should continue to help them and not let the church be burdened with them, so that the church can help those widows who are really in need. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. And, The worker deserves his wages. Do not entertain an accusation against an elder unless it is brought by two or three witnesses. But those elders who are sinning, you are to reprove before everyone, so that the others may take warning. I charge you, in the sight of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels, to keep these instructions without partiality and to do nothing out of favoritism. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Stop drinking only water, and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. The sins of some are obvious, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them. The sins of others trail behind them. In the same way, good deeds are obvious, and even those that are not obvious cannot remain hidden forever. 1 Timothy chapter 6 All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Those who have believing masters should not show them disrespect, just because they are fellow believers. Instead, they should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. These are the things you are to teach and insist on. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. But godliness with contempt is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. 
Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. This concludes the reading for today and concludes the book of 1 Timothy. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So Paul is addressing to Timothy all the false theology and ideology that is around the church of Ephesus. Now, he's already seen them understand God and make a decision to follow him. Yet Paul is aware that there is so much false ideology that the church has been giving into some of it. So this whole letter in 1 Timothy has been to warn them to stop listening to false ideologies. And he instructs Timothy to be strong and courageous and not to allow these things to affect him. So when he says not to let anyone look down on him because he's younger, what he's talking about is the fact that these people have given into so many false philosophies that they've been practicing them forever. And now Timothy, as a young man, is solid in his faith and is coming to preach to them to live a different type of life. And he's basically telling him, it's going to be hard. No one's going to want to listen to you or care what you have to say. But don't let people look down on you because you're young. But set an example. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. That was verse 20 and 21. He's telling him, Timothy, guard yourself, because not only are people going to give you a hard time for what you believe, they're going to make it about your age or your ability. They're basically going to try to discredit you for what you know you were called to do. Whoa, what a word for us today, that God has called us to live a different type of righteousness that doesn't give in to the world's earthly philosophies. Yet what do people say when we stand up against them? They say that we don't know what we're talking about. We're old-fashioned. We're following a book that was written by people that don't understand the culture of today. It's been called a white man's religion. It's been called a prosperous religion. All sorts of things. And what Paul is telling Timothy 
live such an integrous life that you're above reproach so that you can then speak into this situation and stand up against culture. In order to do that, you have to guard yourself against what is happening around you. In fact, verse 20 starts by him saying, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. So it's not so much even about guarding himself from having these false ideologies as much as it is understanding that the gospel message has been placed in his care. And so he must guard that and preach that with perfection. And so he must separate himself from all the other things that are happening in the culture. And despite his age, he must set the example for everyone around him. I believe that's the same calling God is giving us today, that we would be a people so different than everybody else, that we would set the example in the middle of a culture that has absolutely bought into false teaching and has turned its back on God. So be that example today. Guard what God has entrusted to your care and live it in a way that brings others into the presence of the Lord. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.